Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I always knew Joe Biden was the dumbest senator in the Senate, the dumbest vice president in American history, and now he's the dumbest president ever. Dumb as hell. Nasty as can be. Lies through his teeth. He's psychotic. He can't help it. He knows it, and it doesn't bother him one whit. The inhumanity on the southern border doesn't bother him in the least. Doesn't affect him or his son. Doesn't affect his brother or his family finances. What the hell does he care? And he's lying on and on. I want to congratulate Major League Baseball, Shannon Sharp. Other African-Americans in sports who were thrilled when Major League Baseball decided to leave Atlanta. A Major League All-Star game for Denver. They just moved it from a city that is 51% black to a city that's 9.2% black. One of the whitest cities in America, Denver, Colorado. I don't have a problem with Denver or any other city. But look at the idiocy, the unhinged insanity of these people. Does it sound like they care about African Americans? The Democrat Party, please listen, particularly if you're in a minority. The Democrat Party is using you and abusing you. It has since its inception. It's just doing it in a different way. Doing it in a different way. So tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that would have gone to Cobb County a majority black counties in and around Atlanta are now going to Denver, Colorado, which is heavily white. 
And so when you play this race game, you have to scratch your head, don't you? 76.1% of Denver, Colorado, the Daily Wire dug this up, is white. 9.2% is black. It's almost as if Major League Baseball said, let's find the whitest city we possibly can. And then Atlanta, which is 51% black, 41% white, is punished because of Jim Crow. Jim Crow. The Democrat Party hates America. The Democrat Party uses black Americans, Latino Americans. It uses people based on their race, their religion, their gender. That's what they do. And they need to have people at each other's throats constantly in order to get votes. Because what is it that the Democrat Party really stands for? Big government? Where's the humanity of the Democrat Party? Where is it? There isn't any. Because it objects, it, it uh, abandoned individual liberty a long time ago. A long time ago. And then you have these, these individuals who promote this racism. And I'll get to that in a minute. I want you to get to Joe Biden. I want you to remember that this man has been a filthy liar his entire life. When he went to college, when he went to law school, he cheated and he lied. He lied about who he was throughout his career in the United States Senate. It caught up with him when he was running for president, but today our standards have apparently changed. Certainly in the media, lying is perfectly fine. If the objective is to move the nation to the left. Everybody knows that what's happening in these states has nothing to do with Jim Crow. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that what the Democrat Party wants to do with its proposed legislation is to take over the voting system, not improve voting for minorities, not improve voting access for anybody. They want to take over the voting system and take over the country once and for all. Because when you combine that to their desire to get rid of the filibuster rule and pack the courts and eliminate separation of powers, add Democrats to the Senate, open borders to import more and more people eventually who will vote overwhelmingly Democrat. The plan is obvious. They don't give a damn about this country. They don't give a damn about the debt. They don't give a damn about unborn babies. They don't give a damn about future generations and what they're doing to them financially. They don't give a damn. Joe Biden today. Questioned by Peter Ducey. Cut 10. Go. I think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia. I think that's up to the, uh, the Masters. Look, uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that uh, for He must be reading from a card. I didn't see this, Mr. Producer. Did you? All right. Go right ahead. Businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. So here's the deal. He's using the term Jim Crow to upset black people all across this country. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. To inflame 
to divide, to anger. And he wants African Americans and other black people in this country to view the Republican Party as the party of Jim Crow in the Old South, when in fact it's Biden's party and Biden's former friends, where Biden actually opposed integrating our schools and our cities. That's the record. That's the record. So they are trying to create this mantra. They know that if they repeat the big lie enough and the media regurgitates it for them and they know they'll get support from CNN and MSNBC, they know they'll get support from the New York Times and the Washington Post. They know they'll get support from NBC, ABC, and CBS. They know they have air cover and ground cover all over this country. Say whatever they will. Say whatever he will. He knows it. He knows it. He knows they'll get coverage from big tech. And if anybody dares to challenge Joe Biden, they'll get the scarlet letter or get kicked off those platforms. Why do you think he has at least 14 former senior officials, senior executives in his administration that work for big tech? That is exactly what's going on here. As the Constitution is shredded, as the Bill of Rights, part of the Constitution, are, sh- are shredded. The truth is being destroyed. The language is being destroyed. All to advance what? To take down the greatest country in the face of the earth? To turn it into some kind of white supremacist South Africa? Prior to the changes there? Nobody's going to really uh, enjoy that. When this thing comes to a head, white, black, brown, it won't matter. They keep lighting fuses over and over and over again. People are not going to put up with this. They're just not going to do it. You're calling Republicans advocates of Jim Crow when they clearly are not. Joe Biden is a serial liar. He could give a damn about this country. He's never worked an honest day in his life. He's been handed tens of millions of dollars, as we talked about during the election, as I will, apparently will become clear at some point. He set up a phony business to run his speech money through in order to avoid paying, among other things, taxes for Obamacare. Joe Biden is about Joe Biden. He's about his own legacy. He doesn't give a damn about the United States of America. Mr. Jim Crow, now pointing fingers at everybody else. Mr. Segregationist, now pointing fingers at everybody else. Mr. Anti-Integration, now pointing fingers at everybody else. And we're also learning there's barely one on, any honest liberals out there anymore. All a bunch of liars. Liars. New Jim Crow laws. New Jim Crow laws. Because Republicans oppose what Biden wants to do to this country. Republicans oppose what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer want to do to this country. So they're trying to think of the absolute most objectionable, most hated phrase possible, and then apply it to Republicans. So here's the deal, Republicans. Here's the deal, non-Democrats. Here's the deal, non-liberals. All of you now are white segregationists who support Jim Crow. That's the game, very dangerous game. 
that Joe Biden's playing now. They want to destroy the Republican Party, destroy all opposition. They want to hurry up and pass the biggest laws they possibly can before the people realize what's going on. This is a tyranny, an absolute tyranny. There's no question about it. And he sounds like a tyrant. He sounds like a Russian or Chinese or Iranian propagandists by repeating what is clearly a lie. And he's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep doing it because Joe Biden now is unhinged. There's no checks and balances. He's the president. He can say whatever he wants. And it is amazing the same corrupt, corrupt media, the same crooked media that hung on every syllable Donald Trump put on on a tweet and attacked him and questioned him mercilessly. They allowed Joe Biden to get away with the most evil, unconscionable, hateful things you can say about a group of other human beings. Joe Biden doesn't represent black people or brown people. He never did and he never will. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Representative Alcee Hastings died today. And look, I know he had a difficult past and all, but I want to tell you something. On two occasions, when I was flying down to Florida to see family, I met Alcee Hastings. He knew who I was. I knew who he was. And I want to tell you something that's going to shock some of you. He was one of the nicest people I've met. He was a sweetheart. He was friendly. He was classy. You know, not like Biden on the uh, Excel. Hey, what are you, smart ass? None of that stuff. Just, he he couldn't have been friendlier. Just so you know. Just so you know. I reject his politics as he rejected mine. I'm talking on a human basis. And so I'm going to miss the guy. I didn't know him well. 
We didn't socialize, obviously. As I say, he and I agreed on nothing, but he was just a nice human being. And he passed away today of pancreatic cancer. I don't think a lot of people even knew he had it, quite frankly. I know he was impeached. I know all about it. I know more about him than most. But I'm not talking about any of that. I'm not talking about any of that. You know, I have a long clip here of Shannon Sharp on Fox Sports. He's very loud. He doesn't say anything particularly interesting or unique or profound. He regurgitates the left-wing line, the Democrat Party line about Republicans and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. He's quite ignorant. You know, McConnell and Lindsey Graham got elected. They were in the same ticket as Trump. Uh, was that, was that uh, corruption in front? Uh, let me explain something to you, Shannon. May I call you Shannon? We're not talking about Kentucky and South Carolina. We're talking about states that were targeted by the Democrats who went in and litigated and changed the laws in violation of the Constitution. Have you ever read Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, Shannon? Have you ever? This isn't about re-messaging and changing our message because the voters are younger and more uh, minority-oriented. This is about following the Constitution. You're aware of the Constitution, Shannon? When you had contracts, when you were playing football, did you believe in following the contract? Did you insist that the ownership follow the contract? I bet you did. Well, it's something like that, you idiot. And there he is with that doofus. What's the other guy's name? Skip or something or other? Skippity doodah? Oh, Skip Bayless. Perfect foil for a guy like uh, Shannon Sharp. Perfect foil. Doesn't know what the hell to say. But it doesn't matter. Shannon is so proud of Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball just moved the All-Star game to, I think, the whitest city in America. Congratulations. So I'm going to say, because I'm now at liberty to say, obviously the commissioner of baseball is a white supremacist. Obviously. Obviously the whole league is filled with white supremacists because this is a whole cover. To take the game away from black Atlanta and give it to white Denver. Right? Right, Joe Biden? Obviously, this was a ploy from day one. The racist Major League Baseball. And then they have these suckers like LeBron James and Shannon Sharp who go along with it. Suckers. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the left divides us at many levels. Race, religion, wealth, you name it. And the thing is, Shannon Sharp and LeBron James have nothing left in common with the people who are going to have jobs, who are going to make some money, on the All-Star game in Atlanta. You know, the little people they claim to care about, they care about politics, and they care about this country about as much as Joe Biden does, which is not at all. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, 
commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. conservative fire the mark levin show call in now at 877-381-3811 there are those of we social planners who think somehow that if we just subrogate man's individual characteristics and traits by making sure that a presently a heterogeneous society becomes a totally homogeneous society that somehow we're going to solve our social ills and quite to the contrary i think the concept of busing which implicit in that concept is the question you just asked or the the statement within the question you just asked that we are going to integrate people so that they all have the same access and they learn to grow up with one another and 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 all the rest is a rejection of the whole movement of black pride is a rejection of the entire black awareness concept where black is beautiful black culture should be studied and a cultural awareness of the importance of their own identity their own individuality and i think that's a healthy solid proposal listen to how sinister that is Integration and pride in your heritage are not mutually exclusive. People have pride in who they are, and they should. People have pride in their ancestry, and they should. People have pride in their history, their cultural history, and they should. That has nothing to do with integration in a diverse society. It's nothing to do with assimilating into a diverse society. So you are one culture and one nation. One has nothing to do with the other, unless you're a separatist or a nationalist. And so what he did there, which was very sinister, is he's talking about the fringe there, you know, the white, excuse me, the black nationalist movement or separatist movement. That has nothing to do with black pride. It has nothing to do with acculturation and assimilation. And there he was doing his best Ted Kennedy or a Catherine Hepburn. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what he was doing. And this isn't the first time he's made statements like this. And now he's running around calling anyone who disagrees with him, Jim Crow. Anyone who disagrees with his radical agenda, Jim Crow. The reason why Joe Biden wants to defend the anarchical and chaotic voting systems that are in place in many states is because it put him over the top. It's not because of Jim Crow or he cares about the country or he cares about black people or anything else. It was a system that was abused and that abuse at the hands of his lawyers, the DNC lawyers and the others, violating the federal constitution, article 2, clause 1 excuse me, article 2, section 1, clause 2 
he feels is what provided him with the presidency. So now anyone who disagrees with him is Jim Crow. He doesn't care about the country. He doesn't care about unity. He doesn't care about racial tolerance. He never has. Sure, he'll appoint one from one category, one from another, the first woman this, the first Asian this, the first black that. That's fine. This is all a game to this guy. This is all a game to him. It's all about legacy. You can't point to a damn thing he did in all his years in the Senate that advanced the cause of the black community. You can't point to one thing. And all of a sudden, he's Martin Luther King. He's a great civil rights leader. This is what the Marxist left does. This is what the Bernie Sanders types, AOC, and so forth do. They are driving an anti-American extremist agenda. They're embracing the most radical elements of our society, regardless of race or religion. I don't care. And they are pushing that agenda. They're pushing it as fast as they can. In extra-constitutional ways. That is what they are doing. And they will use race. They will use religion. They will use the, the most evil terms possible. The, one of the things that bothers me is all the suckers that go along with this, like the Shannon Sharps. And clearly, he's not alone. Most are professional sports. And clearly, they're not alone. You look at these international corporations. You see what they're doing. They're playing with fire. So now, all of a sudden, the party of Lincoln is the party of Jim Crow, when the party of Jim Crow is the Democrat Party. It was only half a century ago, 50 short years ago, when the Democrat Party was pushing Jim Crow. And it was only the 64 and 65 Civil Rights Acts. It was only seven or eight years after that, when Joe Biden was first elected to the United States Senate as a very young man, where he sided with the segregationists. He sided with the segregationists when the Republicans were fighting the segregationists in the United States Senate and the House of Representatives, in the Senate under Everett Dirksen of Illinois. He rewrites history. The media rewrite the history for them. And they use this as wedge, as a wedge issue, among many wedge issues. Among many wedge issues. So to hear a Shannon Sharp go off, as if he's Bernie Sanders, to hear LeBron James go off as if he's Karl Marx, they may be supported by people all over this country who enjoy sports. You enjoy sports casting. But they have absolutely nothing in common with the guy who runs a food truck in Atlanta at an event. Nothing in common with them, whatever. Because they just took food out of that guy's mouth. They just took food off of his family's table. And they think they're in some kind of a righteous revolution against the status quo. It's not righteous, it's not a revolution. It is selfish. It is stupid. It's the usual left-wing pablum. That's what it is. That's what it is. 
The mayor of Denver is thrilled. Michael Hancock. He's thrilled. Found money. Cut one. Go. By some estimates, this event will mean more than $100 million impact to our local economy. That's incredibly good news for our small businesses, our restaurants, our hotels, and our workers who have struggled and suffered through this pandemic. So the people of Atlanta that voted, you voted overwhelmingly for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You happy now? Nothing stops you from voting in the next election, despite what they're saying. You know I'm right. Nothing stops you from voting at all. Hasn't been made more difficult in the least. It'll ensure that your franchise, your franchise is exercised with integrity so somebody doesn't cancel your vote out by cheating or lying. Somehow this is only the view of the white supremacists, according to the left. According to the left. I would ask people in Atlanta and other cities in this country, do you think 16 and 17-year-olds should be able to register to vote? That's what Biden's proposing. Do you think any individual should be able to register to vote as opposed to a citizen? Now, that would mean illegal aliens. Is that okay by you? No. Do you think we should have voter ID? 80% of the people in this country, black, white, brown, yellow, red, Democrat, Republican, 80% say yes to voter ID. Biden and the Democrats say no. Now, why is that? Do you think if somebody votes absentee ballot and signs their signature that they should sign with some kind of protection in place, either a notary or some kind of official or some signature matching? Because that's what Georgia does. Of course they should. Do you think people should be able to campaign right outside the precinct and try and influence your vote? For er virtually every state in the union, blue or red, that's prohibited because they don't want people harassed or influenced as they're going into the precinct to vote. That's all that meant. No water, no food. What they meant is no electioneering. You can bring all the water and food you want. Family can meet you. They can give you all the water and food you want. They don't want these special interests or campaigns harassing people when they're standing in line to vote. Horrible, huh? And yet this is Jim Crow. It's the left that's racist. The idea that minorities can't get IDs or they can't get utility bills, or they can't get a, the four last digits on their social security number. You know, this would tell me, Mr. Producer, that social security is racist, because you need a social security number to get a benefit. Obviously, it's racist. Every bank is racist. Why? Because you have to have a, an account with a number. Oh, that's racist. That's too complicated, right? Every federal building is run by a racist. The White House is run by a racist. Well, we know that already. The entire Capitol building. You need an ID in this world. You need an ID. You need to even need an ID in Colorado if you're going to buy pot. Colorado is 86.9% white, 4.6% black. I think the only state that's more white is probably Vermont. 
Georgia is 60.2% white, 32.6% black, almost a third black. Denver is 76.1% white, 9.2% black. Atlanta is a majority black city, 51%, 40.9% white. The county where the game was going to be held in Georgia stated that it was going to lose more than $100 million. Well, it is, because Biden and Major League Baseball, with the support of Shannon Sharp and others, just redistributed wealth that was going to be created for the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia to the city of Denver and the state of Colorado. Because they took a stand against Jim Crow. What a bunch of phony revolutionaries. What a bunch of frauds as they get in their Lamborghinis and their Maseratis and their Ferraris. What a bunch of crap. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Jen Pisaki. She has a lot in common with, with the people out there who suffer when her idiot boss makes decision and the idiot Major League Baseball makes decision. Look how stupid they are, really. Look how stupid they are. Colorado. I have nothing against Colorado or Denver. I love Colorado and Denver. I think I flew through Denver once. I like it. They have wonderful places in Colorado, too. Don't get me wrong. But Denver, which is a wonderful city, is one of the whitest cities in America, along with Portland. Although Portland is quickly depopulating. Nobody wants to live there because of the, uh, because of the politics and the government there, which completely sucks. May I say that? May I use a sophisticated scholarly word? It sucks. Jim Pasaki, White House press briefing today. Peter Ducey, cut to go. Is the White House concerned that Major League Baseball is moving their All-Star game to Colorado where voting regulations are very similar to Georgia? Oh, they have voter ID in Colorado. Ooh, can't have that. Can't have that because according to Joe Biden, that's Jim Crow. According to Joe Biden, how will black people vote if you have to actually have a driver's license or a utility bill? Ladies and gentlemen, listen to what the Democrats are saying about 
minorities in this country. Listen to how they're stereotyping them. It is shocking. Absolutely shocking. Go ahead. Well, let me just refute the, refute, uh, the first point uh, you made. Uh, first, let me say, um, on Colorado, um, Colorado uh, allows you to register on Election Day. Why is that good? First of all, what's that have to do with race? Absolutely nothing. But why is that good? Registering on Election Day makes sure that the people in the precinct have no idea who you are and do not have the resources, the time, or the ability to figure out if you say you are who you are. So why is that a good thing for democracy? Go ahead. Colorado has voting by mail where they send to 100% of people in the state uh, who are eligible. uh, Why is that good? Sending ballots. And she has no idea if if they're sending 100% of people who are eligible. They're using failed government lists that had people on there multiple times, people on there who have deceased. Uh, You use lists where people are on multiple lists. So why is that a good thing? And what does that have to do with minorities and moving the all-star game from Atlanta, Georgia, to Denver, Colorado? Go ahead. By mail, 94% of people in Colorado voted by mail in the 2020 election. 94% of the people in Colorado voted by mail. Why is that a great thing? What does that have to do with race? Why does that matter? What if 94% of the people in another state vote in person? Great. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, And they also allow for a range of... um, uh, materials to provide, uh, even if they vote on Election Day, for the limited number of people who... I don't know what that means, a range of materials to provide. I don't understand broken English, so I don't know what that means. But apparently, incoherence and illiteracy are a big thing in the Biden Oval Office. Go ahead. I think it's important to remember the context here. Uh, The Georgia legislature... No, I don't think it's important to remember the context. I think it's important to remember what you did. And what you people are doing to this country. I think that's what's important to remember. This is a a fraud, a scheme. It's a sucker's game. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, the show will take turns that I don't expect. Because things tweak my interest, we start to go back and do a little bit more research as I listen to clips, as I read stories. And this is one of those occasions, at least briefly. And I dug all this up, and I used it on Hannity, and I used it on Levin TV, and I used it on radio. And I want to mention some of this to you again. Given that Joe Biden is obsessed We're picking at the scab of race because Joe Biden has always been a racist. 
he has always been a racist. The insider, the business insider, Joe Biden worried in 1977 that certain deseg... And I'm doing this for Shannon and LeBron and Steph. Who's the idiot uh, in... uh, What is it, was San Antonio the coach? Can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. There's no point remembering it. Joe Biden worried in 1977 that certain desegregation policies would cause his children to grow up, quote, in a racial jungle. Oh, don't worry about that, Mark. No, 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 no. Cancel culture doesn't apply to him or his ilk. At the time, former Vice President Joe Biden is facing increased scrutiny, although he didn't, over his record on busing and racial issues. And this week, old comments resurfaced in which he said in 1977... That, quote, non-orderly racial integration policies would cause his children to grow up in a racial jungle. The quote was originally discovered by University of Southern California Law School professor and scholar, Daria Rothmeyer, and first reported by the New York Times, which published a lengthy story on Biden's record on busing and school desegregation. In the quote, which appears to come from a congressional hearing related to anti-busing legislation, Biden emphasized wanting to ensure we do have orderly integration of society, adding he was not just talking about education, but all society. He then said, unless we do something about this, my children are going to grow up in a jungle. The jungle being a racial jungle, with tensions having built so high that it's going to explode at some point. We've got to make some move on this. Biden's decades-long opposition to federally mandated busing came back into the spotlight during his first round of Democratic primary debates and so forth. And you might recall back then Kamala Harris hammered him over it. Hammered him. So the only person who is a public figure who actually supported segregation and used the words and phrases of a deep-rooted racist, was Joe Biden. And he's doing it again today. He doesn't care. He doesn't care who he upsets. He doesn't care about his big lies. He doesn't care about his propaganda. He continues to repeat them because he will not be held to account. How are you going to hold him to account? How are you going to hold him to account? And there were many people in the 1970s who opposed busing, including many black communities and so forth. They didn't want to see their kids bus 20, 30 miles away and so forth and put in strange schools. But all that said, Joe Biden's language was explosive, was racist, which is why he was friends with and worked with James Eastland and John Stennis of Mississippi. Which is why he said we need a liberal George Wallace. His words, not mine. Talking about a racial jungle. Who talks that way? I grew up in the 1970s. I was a teenager. But nobody I was around spoke that way. Joe Biden did. And now he's doing it again in a different context and applying it in a different way. Because this is who he is. This is what he is. He can't believe his good fortune. There he is in the Oval Office. There he is, Mr. Jim Crow himself. Now he's throwing around the phrase and attacking people who opposed him. 
and oppose the racists and oppose the segregationists of whom he was one. Now he dares to call them Jim Crow. He cannot believe his good luck, this fool. Then Shannon Sharp comes to his defense, and LeBron James comes to his defense. And they're not alone, of course. The white liberals and the Democrats all come to his defense. Bernie Sanders. You know, the thing about Bernie Sanders is this. And never forget this. This old communist who left Brooklyn and wound up in Vermont. This old communist has been a mouthpiece an advocate for an ideology is the, that is responsible for the slaughter of 100 million human beings. This old damn fool red is responsible for promoting an ideology that is responsible for enslaving over 1 billion people. Oh, he's a progressive. May well be. Maybe that's what progressivism means. But I want you to think about it. I want you to think about him. Ayach... Presley, Baker, Talib, Omar are of the same ideology. They support a Marxist ideology that is responsible for the slaughter of 100 million innocent human beings and the enslavement of over 1 billion of them. It's amazing how we're not supposed to delve into that history. The history of their ideological hero. Isn't that remarkable? A remarkable. We're not supposed to look at Joe Biden's background since he keeps bringing up Jim Crow. Well, let's take a look. Name a single Republican leader in the House of the Senate. Whoever supported Jim Crow and segregation. Whoever spoke like Joe Biden did in the 1970s. There's not one. Not one. And look at the media that support Joe Biden. The New York Times. How many people do you know? How many people do you know? That if they knew about the Holocaust, would keep it secret. Would self-censor. How many people do you... And here the biggest... Media operation in America, the New York Times, covered up for Adolf Hitler, covered up for Joseph Stalin in 1932. And now they're the moral barometer by which we make judgments. Right, Jeremy Peters? All you damn fools that work for that corporation? So these are the Democrats, these are the leftists, these are the neo-Marxists. They have blood on their hands. Many of them are filthy racists. Filthy anti-Semites. Self-haters. Taking the greatest nation on the face of the earth, Shannon Sharp. And turning it into something it never has been. Disrespecting everything related to it. And now it's time for everybody to get out of the way, says Shannon Sharp. For the new generation and the minorities, more minorities, everybody, get out of the way. Shannon Sharp has arrived. 
Oh, well, then I'll move out of the way, of course. What's that guy's name again? Skip what? We're all Skip Bayless now. We're all a bunch of Skip Baylesses. Oh, yeah. Where we bend over backwards. Yes, Skip Bayless. What's that guy made? Like 10 million a year, I read? Something like that? Man of the people. He can identify. So can Shannon. No, I don't think so. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to pure talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to pure talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Ron DeSantis will be on this program an hour from now. Also, uh, during the course of this program, I want to talk about what's going on with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran and the segregationists in the Oval Office. It appears, ladies and gentlemen, that Joe Biden and the appeasers and sellouts around him are going to... uh, are going to breathe life back into the regime in Tehran and into their nuclear efforts. Against the wishes of all the Gulf Arab states, uh, against the wishes of the state of Israel, and really against the wishes of the American people. This is a reckless, unhinged, stupid man who sits in the Oval Office, who's never been right about anything. But before we get to that, He's very prideful, Joe Biden is. He's, he's very excited about what he's done with the vaccine, you see. Because now, now, by April, by April, every American should be uh, getting the, the vaccine by the end of April. By the end of April. Now, when Donald Trump said months and months and months ago that every American will be vaccinated, he believed, by the end of April. The Washington Post said, quote, Trump says without evidence every American will get coronavirus vaccine by April. That's the Washington Post. Trump said every American will be vaccinated by April. Biden walks into office, hasn't done a damn thing, is doing a victory lap every 15 minutes to say, look what I've done, look what I've done. He's done nothing. 
This was the trajectory that Donald Trump said we would be on, and it's exactly the trajectory we're on. And when we had Admiral Girard on this program, he made the point that this was going to happen, that this was going to get done, that Joe Biden didn't have to do anything until late May or early June. And he's exactly right and was exactly right. Joe Biden is a fraud. A fraud in every respect. From law school, when he cheated on his exam, when he ran for president earlier in his career, I believe it was 1988, when he was stealing language from Neil Kunnick and the late Robert Kennedy, when he was talking about how high he graduated in law school and the scholarships he had, when he graduated at the bottom of his class and he didn't have any scholarships? I mean, this is a sick man. Sicker than you think. And he's got a bunch of lapdogs surrounding him, as most fascistic types do, quite frankly. So Donald Trump says, months and months ago, that every American will get the coronavirus vaccine by April, and the Washington Post runs... And piece that says, Trump says without evidence that every American will get coronavirus vaccine by April. But it wasn't without evidence. He was looking at the data. He was being advised and informed about what was being developed, when it would be uh, revealed, how it would be used. He was involved in making sure it was funded every step of the way. The way that Donald Trump has been treated by this country is a disgrace. Is a disgrace. I watch these hack Democrats and liberals on cable TV from time to time, even on my favorite cable channel. What a bunch of lying propagandists. It's appalling what this man accomplished in confronting the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, confronting the communist regime in Beijing, confronting the fascist dictator in Moscow, Confronting the inbred in North Korea. What this man did on the southern border trying to protect the American people and bring some serious control over that border, which he did. What this man did to the economy. Explosive growth and opportunity, especially for people at the bottom of the ladder, especially for women and minorities. We hadn't seen anything like that since Reagan. What this man did to wrestle this virus to the ground with testing, with PPE, none of which existed from the Biden-Obama administration, and insisted and pushed day in and day out to get vaccines, as he knew, rightly, that that was the only way to defeat this. What this man did to try and keep our schools open, what this man did to try and get the governors to open our economy again, he will never get the credit he deserves. Because the left controls the books, television, much of radio, the newspapers, the culture and entertainment. The left controls it all. Now they want to control you. Donald Trump wasn't trying to fundamentally destroy America in secret. He wasn't trying to use some concocted majority to ram through legislation that the American people didn't want. He wasn't trying to redistribute wealth. 
He wasn't trying to empower one party against the other. Donald Trump loves his country and loves the American people. It sickens me how he was treated. It sickens me. It sickens me that that he doesn't get credit for all these things that he did. It sickens me how Joe Biden literally gets away with murder on the southern border and elsewhere. It sickens me. Donald Trump created a peace policy. Not his advisors, not the ambassadors, not the... Not the uh, uh, White House team. Donald Trump determined that he wanted to change the way the Middle East functions. And he succeeded. Peace was breaking out everywhere. Iran was being contained. But Joe Biden's not used to peace. He's used to war. And he's a very stupid man. I don't believe he served in Vietnam, did he, Mr. Producer? Now, people would say the same thing of Trump, but Trump's not a warmonger. Biden is. Trump builds up the United States military after Biden, Obama, rip it to shreds. And the word is again that Biden and Harris are going to undermine the military, not fund it properly. Trillions for everything. Trillions. Illegal aliens, teachers' unions... Massive expansion of welfare, but the United States military, no, not so much. In the face of communist China. Of course he's been corrupted by communist China. Of course, they try to concoct a tie between the Trump family and Russia. They could never do it. But God knows they worked on it for four years. Coup effort after coup effort. But here we have such a relationship between communist China and the Biden family. And they tell you to look the other way. Look the other way. I wonder what Shannon Sharp thinks about that, Mr. Producer. He doesn't think about it at all. He's an idiot. I'll be right back. More logic than allowed by law. The Mark Levin Show. Call now at 877-381-3811. So Joe Biden says by the end of April, everybody will have access to a vaccine. Joe Biden is like a, a mutant reporter. That is, he's just on the scene. He's talking about what he expects as a result of all the machinery put in place while he was in his basement in Wilmington. Picking his nose. And this is from the Washington Compost, September 18, 2020, 5.06 p.m. Eastern Time. Trump says without evidence, this is the headline. Every American will get corona, coronavirus vaccine by April. President Trump said Friday that every American would have access to a coronavirus vaccine by April. Contradicting his own statement of two days earlier and sowing deeper confusion about the process and timing of vaccine approval and distribution. No, that's what the Washington Post wanted you to believe. That he was bumbling, that he was contradictory. No, he wasn't. He was focused like a laser. He knew exactly what he was doing. When Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Robert Redfield 
said earlier in the week that the general public was unlikely to get access to a vaccine until the second and third quarters of 2021, echoing other scientific leaders in the administration. Trump said he'd misspoken. I think he, meaning the CDC director, uh, made a mistake with that statement. When he said it, I believe he was confused. I'm just telling you, we're ready to go. He was telling the truth. We're ready to go. And in early November, literally within 72 hours after the general election, Pfizer announces its vaccine. 24 to 48 hours later, Moderna announces its vaccine. They waited. They waited to tell the American people. Because Biden felt the only way he could defeat Trump, in addition to all the the legal uh, slimeballish activity that took place, was on this, this virus to keep accusing Trump of being incompetent, to keep accusing Trump of not following the science, to keep accusing Trump of killing people. When one-fourth of the people who've died to date have died during the Biden administration, which isn't even three months old, just so you should know. Trump then said a vaccine would be ready in weeks and swiftly made available, despite the fact that no one knows yet when sufficient data will be collected from clinical trials to show that one of the vaccines in late-stage trials is effective or safe. You notice how when you go back to these news articles, how stupid these newspapers and reporters are, and yet they're never held to account. Nobody ever goes back, but a few of us. Hundreds of millions of doses will be available every month, and we expect to have enough vaccines for every American by April, Trump said. That is exactly what's taking place. That is exactly what's taking place. The Post says the U.S. government has invested billions of dollars to manufacture vaccines before they are proved safe and effective, pre-purchasing hundreds of millions of doses. Pfizer, for example, whose executives project that they may have data showing whether their vaccine works by the end of October, has said that 100 million doses will be ready by the end of the year. But whether those can be given to people will depend on data that convinces regulators that the vaccine is effective and safe. Duh, we already knew all that. The U.S. government has also pre-purchased 300 million doses of vaccine made by AstraZeneca to be delivered as early as October. But the clinical trial, that vaccine, is on hold in the United States, and it goes on. Trump said Friday that the vaccines are going through the gold standard of clinical trials with very heavy emphasis placed on safety. He also claimed that as soon as a vaccine is approved, his administration will begin distributing it within 24 hours. Everything Trump said was true back in September. Back in September. Isn't that amazing? Everything he said was true. And they made him out to be reckless, not following the science. Trump has said more accurate things than Fauci has ever said. Because the Democrats and the media, and yes, the bureaucrats like Fauci, politicize everything. Here they take what is one of the most spectacular acts of human ingenuity. One of the most spectacular acts of human ingenuity. 
And they turned it against the man who was responsible for it. Donald Trump. And all through this, remember, and I wonder how many of us could handle this, and all through this, impeachment, criminal investigation, more impeachment, taxes, day in and day out, relentless assault on the man's integrity and intelligence. I mean, Joe Biden should be a pinata. I mean, he kind of is, but you know what I mean. WSVA, Gary in Virginia, go ahead, please. Hi, Mark. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I'd like to offer an explanation on why the Biden administration is making up this race issue out of whole cloth in Georgia. I believe his handler, Barack Obama, and Obama's surrogates in the Biden administration are advising Joe that whenever they wanted to put the screws to Republicans— that Barack would play the race card, but Joe is whiter than sour cream, so they have to really fabricate a race issue from scratch. Mm-hmm. And since they can't play the race card straight up, they have to really work hard to create one. And the reason that they're pressed to play the race card right now is to divert attention from the border crisis. And- uh, do you really think they need to divert attention from anything? Who's going to stop them? The media are in their back pocket. The Republicans don't have the numbers to stop them. The courts are corrupt. Who's going to stop them? I don't know. I'm just Nobody. That, uh, we have two thanks. years we can stop them. In two years. I do think it's very important. This is what I want to get across. And, and Gary, thank you for your call, my friend. Very good call. And this is what I want to get across. These two years are not for naught, as they say. My point is this. We need to use these two years to push back, to alert our fellow Americans to the dangers that we not just face, that we're in the middle of, to explain why it's crucially important that we stop what's going on in this country or we're going to lose it. That we organize on the local level. We start confronting school boards and locally elected officials. This is where you'll see critical race theory and other critical theories being instituted behind your backs and against your children. That you start to use your economic power smartly and stop subsidizing individuals and companies and educational institutions that are at war with you and your family, your liberty, and this republic. You've got hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars We do collectively, and we need to be a lot smarter about how we use it. There's a lot of things we can do, and I want you to know, actually, people ask me all the time, I am working hard, day and night, between and around radio, my Fox show, and Levin TV. I am working very hard on these issues, very hard, as best as I know how. And I'm hoping in a few short months to present everything to you. To present everything to you. And I hope, and I say this to you because you're my extended family, I hope the backbenchers on TV and radio and other parts of the media, who are sort of the Joe Bidens of media, 
who lift things that we hear, you and I talk about, and then regurgitate them as if they're their own. I hope they'll do exactly that when the time comes to spread the message. I hope they'll do exactly that. Little sidebar with you, I tell you pretty much everything. I have people constantly asking me to put them on radio and TV who've written books. So I would be doing book notes here, day in and day out. And they rely on me to make them number one on Amazon or to make them a New York Times best-selling book. I can understand that. I do. But I can't use my audience this way, and I'm not going to. There are certain authors and certain books that we'll talk about. And there's also authors out there, just so you know, who when I write a book, and many of you have been so wonderful patrons of these books, and I think you've enjoyed them or learned a lot from them, and you can tell how much time goes into them, but you're not obligated to do anything, buy anything, read anything. How it goes one way with a lot of these guys. They want to come on. They want to talk about their book. Then when I have a book, in many ways it's groundbreaking. They pretend it doesn't exist. So I've had enough of that. I've been doing this almost 20 years. And the thing that Rush told me is so true. Told me a number of things. But one of the things he told me, the most important thing he told me was, my bond with you, my audience is what's most important. All the rest of it is static. My bond with you, each and every one of you listening to me, whether you're at the dinner table, whether you're in your car, whether you're still in your office, whether you're on the assembly line, we have men, women who can't contact us, who are in prison, wherever you are, please know that I am blessed to have you out there. That I am blessed to have you out there. That we do have a special relationship. That we embrace the same beliefs. We don't have to embrace them in every respect, but we embrace them broadly, the same beliefs. And that's why we have this special relationship. I'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. (laughs) 
Just to give you a little taste of what's going on, this is the New York Slimes, which of course loves tyrannical, Marxist, theocratic, fascistic regimes, including the current one with Joe Biden. In indirect talks in Vienna, the U.S. and Iran agreed to try to synchronize Washington's lifting of sanctions and Iran's limiting of uranium enrichment. So here we are again. We've had U.N. reports, actually, in recent months that said the Iranians are cheating and they're lying because, remember, the deal was still in place with the Europeans. Didn't matter. Doesn't matter to Joe Biden, baby. Joe Biden's building a legacy. Doesn't matter. The Iranians have... Nuclear warheads on MIRV missiles, intercontinental MIRV missiles, that's perfectly fine. Joe won't be around to worry about it. More when I return. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 Headline, New York slimes, Iran and U.S. agree on path back to nuclear deal. You know, it's amazing to start with. The countries that live in that area of the world, Arab Muslim, Jewish, they want nothing to do with this. But their input is irrelevant to Joe Biden. It's irrelevant to the European Union. And of course, the European countries know exactly what they're doing. The fact that they're responsible for the Third Reich, the fact that they're responsible for Marxism, the fact that they're responsible for Marxism and fascism doesn't mean we should overlook their wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. The United States and Iran agreed through intermediaries today to establish two working groups to try and get both countries back into compliance with the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. In a meeting of the current members of the deal in Vienna, all parties agreed to establish one working group to focus on how to get the United States back to the deal by lifting harsh economic sanctions imposed or reimposed after Donald Trump pulled out of the accord in May of 2018. In a meeting of the current members of the deal in Vienna, let me just say this. The first set of sanctions that Donald Trump put in place, I believe it was August of 2018. He signed an order putting those sanctions in place. Almost by accident, I was in the room. Almost by accident. When the president looks up at me, and this is a true story, I've never told this story. He says, Mark, I said, yes, Mr. You're going to like what I'm about to do. I said, what are you going to do? He said, watch. And then he signed the order. 
that pushed the initial harsh sanctions on the Iranian regime. And we have that pen. He didn't do it like D, O, and you know, like these other quack presidents do. No, he wrote his whole name and handed me the pen. The other working group will focus on how to get Iran back into compliance with the Accord's limitations on nuclear enrichment. Ladies and gentlemen, they're supposed to be in compliance. Remember, the Europeans haven't left this deal. So this is a confession in the front page, or the pages, I should say, of the New York Slimes, where they're saying the Iranians didn't comply. And the Iranians have never complied. They've never complied. This is another myth, another lie the Democrats push, that Donald Trump likes dictators. No, that's, that's not correct. Joe Biden likes dictators. And he's more and more a dictator. Joe Biden's pals were Xi. Joe Biden wants to rub elbows with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. Let us remember. That's Biden. So I just want you to be aware of this. That this is taking place right now. The Washington Free Beacon. Our friend Adam Crato has a terrific piece there. uh, Mr. Producer. That we will put on our website. On the Daily Recap. A terrific piece on how the United States is selling out to Iran. And how the people around the President of the United States are in fact sellouts. They are capitulators. They are appeasers. And they were involved in the first round of appeasement with the Iranian regime, including the uh, provision of tens of billions of dollars to that regime. You need to understand, that money goes into the regime. The regime controls the economy. It's set up like a hierarchy, the way the uh, Palestinian regime is set up. That is, friends and family. Not like a uh, phone uh, uh, promotion. Friends and family are taken care of. They have these uh, different uh, individuals under Khomeini who get fiefdoms, economic fiefdoms, just like they do under Abbas and Hamas. So the money really doesn't go to the people. So while Joe Biden is taxing the hell out of the American people, while Joe Biden is draining our private sector of money, he wants to make sure that Iran survives by getting money, sanctions being lifted, and their economy can grow. I told you the man's insane, but he's always been insane. So we need to keep an eye on this, and this is moving very, very quickly, and again, in secret, in secret. The Republicans aren't involved, the American people don't know what's going on. It's all being done in secret, because that's the way autocrats conduct themselves. That's the way autocrats conduct themselves. Now, I have several pieces here from Issues and Insights, a fabulous site. They have wonderful editorials. Piece in the uh, Washington Examiner as well by Tim Warstall that the Congressional Budget Office is warning that if this Biden program goes through, this so-called infrastructure takes hold, it's going to be at a Massive cost to the American people in terms of jobs and expenses. And that it will, in fact, harm the economy. 
That's the warning from the Congressional Budget Office to the American people. But you and I don't have any say in this. You and I have no say in this, even though we're supposed to be the greatest representative republic that mankind has ever invented, because the Democrats are in control. And they do not want your input. They don't care about your input. This is a huge power grab by the federal government. A huge power grab. Bigger than anything we've ever seen. Hundreds of billions of dollars taken out of businesses. Hundreds of billions of dollars taken out of the pockets of individuals. For what? For whom? To go where? It's walk-around money for the Democrats, don't you know, as they buy allegiances, as they pay for their base and take care of them because of their loyalty and so forth? It's so damn corrupt. It's so mob-like. It really is. The Democrat Party has so much in common with the Communist Party, and not in every particular, obviously, but in many particulars. It really does. And it's only getting worse. I'll be right back. Mark AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Well, it's always a pleasure to have Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida with us. Governor, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Let me ask you some questions. Uh, You watch this 60 Minutes. Uh, We on radio played the actual event compared to the edited event. We have a very dishonest media in this country, and they're really targeting people like you, other conservatives, uh, and they're also building up the left and our opponents. Um, have you ever seen anything like this? No, I haven't, Mark. And, and, and I think you probably even agree. You go back to, like, Reagan's time. Yeah, the media was left-wing. They were liberal. They were biased. But I think now we're in a situation where they're basically corporate media. They're just smear merchants where they're trying to smear people in the other party. They're purely invested in partisan narratives regardless of the facts, and I think the facts are, are almost irrelevant at this point as long as they can get the political narratives going in the direction that they want to. So in the case of Florida, we vaccinated 3.5 million senior citizens. I was the first governor to put seniors first. Uh, we've clearly had success, and not only that, with overall COVID, with our economy, with schools and everything. And so they're based in New York. 
got a lot of problems with their governor in New York, as we all know, a lot of problems with other governors in their party. Uh, but they don't talk about that. They weren't interested in going and investigating some of the very real problems. Instead, they were interested in spending three months in Florida digging for dirt to try to smear me. And the best that they could come up with was a half-cocked conspiracy theory between me and the most reputable company in Florida. Uh, and they had to deceptively edit my comments, and they had to ignore interviews with two key Democrats who were involved in our vaccine distribution uh, in order to do the narrative. Now, they've been caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and, and obviously we want to continue to press the case, and there's going to be more that, that to come in terms of their dishonesty. Uh, but that is their modus operandi. They're looking to smear people in the other party. They're purely partisan outfits at this point, and they are not trustworthy. They lie, and they lie. And your record speaks for itself. It's enormously successful. Uh, you and your team looked at the data. You looked at the science. You were not going to be uh, just um, uh, robotically following along with Fauci and the others. Uh, I asked you on Fox, and I'm still curious since then, has Fauci ever contacted you to ask you about your various successes and why you decided to make decisions that you made? Of course not. And in fact, I've not been contacted by anybody uh, with Biden's administration. If you recall, uh, about a month or so ago, there was talk of, of Biden's administration actually quarantining Florida. Uh, wasn't really a reason for that otherwise, other than we were open and being and having success. But they actually floated that idea. And so we've gotten uh, no interest from anyone in the administration, including from Dr. Fauci. Joe Biden's uh, taking credit for the vaccines. He's taking credit for the distribution. He's taking credit for the ramping up by the companies and the distribution that was developed under the Trump administration. You played a significant part in that for the state of Florida. Do you look at this and shake your head out of absolute frustration that really a miracle occurred here in the prior administration? You uh, in your state were leading the charge to get as many vaccines as you possibly could. Donald Trump announced in September that he thought that everybody who, who uh, could get the coronavirus uh, vaccine shot uh, would get it by April. He was, uh, he was denounced by the Washington Post, and yet Biden announces today everybody will have it by the end of, of uh, April. Like he's had some role in this or something. Has he had any role in this that you're aware of? No, and to the contrary, back when Trump was saying that, Biden and Harris were saying this was a bad vaccine. They were downplaying it. They were saying it wasn't going to be effective, that it may be dangerous. And actually, I think they contributed to some of the vaccine hesitancy we see, you know, throughout parts of our society. And so I can tell you that the distribution has followed uh, the consistent pattern and schedule from December until the present. There has not been anything done that has caused uh, any major difference from what we are expecting. And I think it's um, the credit goes to President Trump, because had we had a Biden or heck, even if we had had some establishment Republican, they would have gotten drowned out in bureaucracy. This would mm -hmm. never have gotten done. And, and it's, it's going to be responsible. It already has saved a lot of lives, but it'll save many more. Because if it would have taken two years to get the vaccine, we would have already had natural herd immunity by then. And so you would have definitely had more mortality. Uh, and so President Trump deserves credit for pushing through, for not taking no for an answer. And he was always saying, we're going to get the vaccine in a certain time frame. He was pilloried every time he said it. 
and yet he was right every time he said it. And, you know, uh, Biden is free to choose a disease or malady that is particularly difficult to address and show us how his Operation Warp Speed would work. No, no, Governor? I mean, he can pick something out, Alzheimer's, other forms of dementia, whatever it is, whatever the issue is, but he doesn't do that, does he? No, and in fact, I think that it's, it's a little odd with the vaccine and, and kind of what they're doing because his, his administration still wants lockdowns. You know, they, they, they said when Texas got rid of their restrictions, which I supported, I mean, Florida, we did that almost a year ago, but that, but that, that was something we supported. He, was, he said they're Neanderthals by removing mandates and removing some of the restrictions. And Texas has gone down and down and down since then. So if Biden has his way, we would all be living under some form of lockdown. And so he talks about vaccine, he tries to take credit, but yet his message is you're never going to be able to take a mask off. We're never going to be able to actually open up. I and mean, he says maybe you can have a few friends over on July 4th. Mark, I can tell you, in Florida, we've been living normally uh, for a year now. I mean, let's like, so I don't know what planet he's living on, and we've obviously performed better on COVID than a lot of his uh, blue state uh, governors have have done. So I think that uh, opening up was the right thing when Texas and Mississippi did it. Obviously, Florida led the way long ago, but they do believe in these lockdowns, and my fear is they're going to try to use these variants to say, oh, well, there may be new variants, so therefore we got to lock down, which uh, is not going to happen in Florida, I can tell you that. You know, when you go to Florida, and as you know, I go frequently, it's like you step off the airline and you go, my God, it's free again, like America used to be. It really <laughs> is like true. It's like a different country. When you it come is. from lockdown areas, I've talked to folks, they feel like they're in a different planet. Mark, we will have, I was talking to a guy in one of the lockdown states, business guy, and he says when they do business uh, uh, meetings and dinners, even with people in their same metro area, they will fly down to Florida separately. They will have dinner someplace in Florida, mm. live normally, and then they both fly back to Illinois or New York or wherever. I mean, so it's nuts what's gone on in some of these uh, lockdown jurisdictions. And it's an economic damage. It's been damaged to kids by keeping them out of school. But, Mark, I think there's also been some psychological damage. Mm-hmm. I think the, the having these lockdowns hang out, you're not living normally for months and months and months. Uh, there's going to be a lot of damage that, that these governors will have inflicted on their people. You know, I don't want to take advantage of your time. Uh, we're running up to the bottom of the hour, but I do want to give you a chance. And we may have to go after the bottom of the hour, but let's start now. To specifically confront what 60 Minutes did and said and what actually took place. So I want to give you the floor. Sure. Well, they alleged that there was a conspiracy between me and Publix, which is our probably our most respected company, to grant Publix exclusive access to the vaccine and not give it to anybody else, which is just demonstrably false. I mean, CVS and Walgreens were the first pharmacies to have the vaccine in Florida. They were leading the charge in doing our long-term care facilities. We have 4,000 facilities, Mark, so that took a couple months for them to get through that. Uh, We thought that was our top priority. We had hospitals doing vaccinations. We had drive-through sites. We had county health departments. We were doing vaccine drives at African-American churches at the beginning of January. We were going to senior communities, like in South Florida. You have a lot of them doing thousands of residents at some of these active senior communities. And Publix got, came online in January to complement all those efforts. They did a very good job. The Palm Beach mayor, who they refused to put on the air, 
said, I asked the governor to expand Publix in my, in my, in my county. We thought that there were 90% of our seniors that live within a mile and a half. It would work well. And you know what, Mark? It did work well. And so 60 Minutes concocted a conspiracy theory that says because Publix has supported you politically, that therefore they were rewarded with some special deal. And there is no special deal that existed. In fact, Mark, we never had a contract with Publix or any of the retailers. We never paid one dime. When we would dedicate vaccine to them, they would do it on their own. Uh, we didn't have to pay for anything. So it was convenient for a lot of our seniors. There's also a good deal for taxpayers. And I think like when you have corporate media from New York come in, they have no idea how Florida works. Publix is a trusted brand. We had a lot of seniors who were very cautious about uh, living and, and being involved in certain things because they were scared of the virus. But even the ones that were very cautious, almost all of them would still go grocery shopping. They would still, usually most of them, go to Publix. So they felt very comfortable at a Publix. And so we figured if we could offer it there where they're already going, uh, that would be something that a lot of them would like. And they loved it, Mark. The seniors loved Governor, it. Governor, uh, can I steal a few more minutes after the bottom of the hour so we can finish our conversation here? Yep. We, we won't take long. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We're with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, Governor DeSantis, a couple more quick questions. How many vaccinations have been conducted by Publix grocery stores? So by now, it's, it's a, close to a million and a half shots that Publix has done since probably the second week of January. That wasn't in the 60 Minutes report. No, not only that, and not only the, the Palm Beach example, uh, when we did the Publix expansion, we were doing other things in Palm Beach, too, contrary to what they said, but it really helped juice the numbers. So we've done over 275,000 seniors have been given shots in Palm Beach County alone. I mean, so that's a major uh, chunk of folks, and that's been very, very successful. Of course, they didn't do that. They also tried to allege that we're only doing seniors because there's some type of racial angle or something. Mark, we were the first state in the country to partner with black churches and go in with the pastors and work to vaccinate 
the seniors in, the, in their congregations. Uh, and that's just a fact. We also have done other things when there is a, a gap and someone requested we get out to a community. We would do it oftentimes within 24 or 48 hours. They didn't tell you that because it didn't fit the narrative. And so it was all a bunch of horse manure, but that's what you come to expect from the likes of 60 Minutes and the smear merchants that work there. CBS, did CBS offer you, Governor, any free airtime to promote uh, vaccinations and locations for vaccinations and anything of that sort? Were they, were they supportive and helpful in any way? And of course not. Uh-huh. Here we are in the middle of a pandemic. Notice they don't go after the Republican governor of Maryland, the Republican governor of Massachusetts. These are anti-Trumpers. But they go after you because they're in Fauci's back pocket. They're in the federal government's back pocket. Uh, They are in the Democrat Party's back pocket. I think you can expect more of this as your star continues to rise, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, I think think there's a number of reasons. I mean, I think part of it, they view me as a threat. I think part of it is I'm an example of leadership that succeeded against their governors who failed. That's just the reality, Mark. I mean, the, the numbers speak for themselves. People moving here speak to the, for themselves. Our economy speaks for itself. Our schools speak for itself. And I think the more they can try to smear me, it takes the pressure off their beloved blue state governors. And then I also think they're just um, looking to discredit companies as well. And I think the fact that you have a Publix who has supported me and other Republicans, they want to try to discredit that, and they want to scare people from being involved with Republicans politically. And I think that's why I think it is having some success generally with corporate America. If you look at the wokeness, some of these executives are scared of the corporate media, and they're making a lot of really dumb decisions in the process. Well, I think you've demonstrated even in this, coming under attack and not taking it, fighting back, on how conservatives and Republicans in different offices around the country should react to this. Don't just take it sitting down. Speak out for the truth. Push back. Go on other media platforms and explain to the American people, and in your case, the people of Florida, exactly what took place. They, they try to, to beat uh, these you know, politicians they agree with into submission. But you're obviously having none of this. Any final words? Hold the line and don't back down. If corporate media comes after you, punch back. These people are not, um, are not honorable people, and they needed to be treated as the smear merchants that they are. All right, Governor. God bless you. Best to your family, and be well, sir. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, you too. He's terrific. He's terrific. You know, when I sit down and prepare for this show, as I said earlier in the show, sometimes I'll take a turn here and there. But one of the things I wanted to make sure I shared with you is something that occurred in the Senate, out of the public's view. The parliamentarian of the Senate has an enormous amount of power. Her name is Elizabeth McDonald. She decides whether legislation is relevant, that is, uh, to what, what it's supposed to be in the Senate, and the Senate has more rules than the House. That is, whether it's germane. And Axios, which has a lot of inside information to leftists, because it's a leftist site, they report something now that is a big deal, that's going to affect your lives, the lives of your children and grandchildren. Senate Parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough, who really is uh, under the wing of Schumer, 
issued an opinion yesterday that could allow Democrats to use the budget reconciliation process again in fiscal 2021, a spokesman for Chuck Schumer said. Let me tell you what's been going on. The Budget Reconciliation Act is supposed to be used once a calendar year. That's it. You pull all your your different groups, your different factions together, the House and the Senate, and you have a single budget reconciliation process. And that's what they used to push through the $1.9 trillion, which really turns out to be $3.2 or $3.3 trillion, so-called COVID-19 relief bill, only 9% of which is actually aimed at dealing with the COVID virus. The problem is... Biden and Schumer and Pelosi are using Mussolini-like salami tactics. So they wanted to break even bigger spending bills into smaller spending bills. I didn't say small. I said smaller. So they have two or three more bills they want to pass for trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. But they need the parliamentarian to say they can use the budget reconciliation process, which means they only need 50 Democrats to stick together and Kamala Harris. She has to leave her, her post on the southern border where she's overseeing the management of illegal immigration. Uh, of course not. She's uh, AWOL. But you understand my point. They needed this parliamentarian to say, to rule, that under their rules... Yes, we can do reconciliation more than once. As a matter of fact, we can do it up to four times. So Schumann's office pressured her, and she buckled. And now, this massive Biden bill, almost $2.5 trillion, on top of what's already been spent, is going to work its way quickly through the Senate by Memorial Day because Biden says, big, bold, and fast. Big, bold, and fast. I want it quick. Of course, he hasn't read it, but it doesn't matter. None of them have read it, but it doesn't matter. These are once in a lifetime, they say. Once in a generation. And these are life-changing bills in which you've had no say, in which you haven't been able to read That's tyranny. That's not representative government. That's how Marxists and fascistic regimes, autocrats, conduct themselves. And that's what you're dealing with right now. And, of course, the media think it's great. They love it. They love it because they're nothing more than a a corporate facade for these leftist hacks. So they're going to have more votes on these bills. And they're only going to need 50 votes on Kamala Harris. And so the Republic rests on Joe Manchin and Cinema of Arizona. It's really quite remarkable how easily and quickly this country is being pushed towards a third world type existence. They want to create another failed European type state. All the while, communist China is on the move. All the while, they don't abandon capitalism, they embrace it. And as I said the other day, backbenchers, I hope you're listening. As I said the other day to you, the communist regime in China 
is embracing a more capitalist economic system than the Democrat Party in the United States of America. Now think about that. And so this little change was made, which should never have been made. It's a perversion of the budget rules. But that's how Schumer, Pelosi, and Biden get what they want. Skirting the rules, undermining the Constitution, violating separation of powers, threatening people to capitulate, accusing them of the most vile beliefs if they don't agree. This is madness. And you're looking it in the eye. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. seems to me when somebody threatens violence, if a jury doesn't do what they want the jury to do, then they should be arrested. Because they're threatening a jury and they're threatening the country. And that would be Maya Eccles. Maya Eccles. Who the hell is she? She's another Black Lives Matter activist on TikTok, the communist site. She says cities will be on fire if Derek Chauvin is not convicted. So she should be arrested tonight and taken to jail for making a threat and trying to intimidate a jury. Will that happen? No, it won't happen. Should it happen? Absolutely it should happen. Here she is, in her own words. Cut 20, go. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Just saying. Just saying. You know, just saying. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Tyranny. Tyranny. Why go through the trial? Just burn the guy at the stake. Why go through the trial? Just burn the guy at the stake. Because some nobody says she's going to cause a riot, arson, and punish this country if that jury doesn't do the right thing. There was a time in this country when all voices united against a low life like this, when all voices united to denounce a low life like this. Not now, they're frightened. 
it's just easy to take on the state of Georgia and move the uh, Major League uh, All-Star game to Denver. It's just easier to do that sort of thing than take on a lowlife like this who's threatening violence if the jury doesn't give the result that she demands. That's not America. America. 